What you are going through will only make you stronger. I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel, voice of truth, spiritual guide, and teacher. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? Today, I have an amazing guest. I have the pleasure of interviewing Mona Loring, the founder and CEO of Conscious Living PR. She reps so many people. We have so much to get into just because I sometimes get on my high horse about the spirituality world and being a Black woman, being a woman of color and how things are perceived and looked at and you being a projector and a medium and doing PR work, which is so funny because I wanted to open up my own PR agency when I was in college, but I didn't. Yes. It's funny. I had an internship with Marvette Brito on the day of 9-11. Yeah. And then things (laughs) took a turn. Wow. That's great. Welcome, Mona. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I love your podcast and I love your vibe. I love everything about you. I'm just so excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, awesome. So So here for this. So tell me, you as someone who is spiritually gifted, how did that lead you to where you are right now in PR? That's a really interesting question because I feel like I could answer it in so many different ways. Being a Gemini too, let me add. So Uh. I can have all kinds of different answers for you and I have to choose which one. I was talking about this with someone yesterday. I found that as someone who is so spiritually connected is how I like to word it, I feel like there were not very many conscious, which is ironic, choices in how I kind of led into where I am right now in my life and career. And it was because I was just following my intuition. So it's kind of funny because you usually would say, you know, when you're conscious, it's spirit related. That's the whole name of the company. There's a reason why we do it like that. But at the same time, when you're talking about being conscious and actually thinking everything through before you make decisions and being really mindful, I feel like because I was spiritually led to get to where I am right now, so many things happened because I just followed my gut. I followed my intuition and it led me to where I am. And I'd have to kind of go back and give you a long kind of journey of how I got here. But for just kind of like the Cliff Notes version of it, I didn't go to college thinking I was going to do PR. I didn't go into anything thinking I was going to be a publicist, let alone by the time I became an entertainment publicist who primarily worked with actors on TV and film. Now, all of a sudden, I'm not only working with them in a conscious space with a department called Conscious Hollywood, who would have ever thought I'd go there, but I'm in a company called Conscious Living PR, working with primarily authors that are psychics, mediums, you know, yogis. 
And none of that was something that I would have done, I believe, had it not been for just spirit and that thread pulling me, guiding me to make certain decisions that just felt right one by one by one, things that were really painful happening that I didn't know why is this happening until much, much later and you put it all together and then boom, here you are. So that's my short version. I love that. And I think that's important for listeners to really understand that. And I always tell people just because I'm gifted, talented in the spiritual psychic world doesn't always mean I have the blueprint for myself. Now, I know when I can walk away from something when I'm in danger or when something doesn't feel right, but I am still here also to learn, to grow, to experience and to heal. And it's not going to be a walk in the park for me either. And so you following those steps to lead you there, what were some of the things that, I mean, I'm sure you can... (laughs) We can have a whole mini series (laughs) of the things that turned you off in Hollywood. (laughs) But what were some of the things that made you stick out as a conscious PR strategist? Great question. So, you know, yes, there were things in quote unquote Hollywood that have led me to this place, mainly just knowing that I need to find my tribe and really understanding that like meets like in energy. And if you are dealing with vibrations that aren't yours, those things fall apart and that's okay. Mm. And so that's, that's the real main thing that kind of led me to where I'm at. When I decided to do this whole conscious Hollywood thing, it was just the top of this year. So that part is brand new. Conscious living has been around for eight years, but conscious Hollywood is this year. It was at the top of the year when I decided to launch it. And I knew that I had already, like I had mentioned gotten to this place through other decisions that I had made where I had conscious clients already. They Mm. knew what I was like. In 2020, I literally came out of the spiritual closet. I hadn't told very many people in my life outside of a very close small circle that I was a psychic medium, you know? And so that was its own thing for a couple of years to let the dust settle from that. Not in a bad way, but it was just like, I was even trying to figure out what this means and how to integrate that in my everyday life, including my career, in which I'd be curious if any other publicists have ever, you know, in Hollywood have ever come out and been like, oh, by the way, I'm a psychic medium. I bet some of them have been or are or whatever it might be, but nobody's talking about it. And, you know, for me, it was just, I knew what I had to do. I was definitely called by spirit to do this. I I know in, in my meditations, my guides, everything that I've been told, this is it for me. And I know this, and this is probably the most certain I've ever been in my entire career. So when I decided to make the decision to go that route, I had no fear, which was really, really interesting and different because it's hard not to have fear in business, especially when the stakes are high. And I knew that by doing this, there was no turning back. I am literally there. The Hollywood reporter did an article on me doing this. Like there's no going back. Like you are officially branded in that way. And I knew that was right. And the best part was not that I didn't have any fear, but it was that I didn't care what the outcome would be Mm. because I knew I was like, if I lose, I love my clients preface, but if I lose almost all my clients over this, it's meant to be. And that's okay. I was at peace with that. And you were standing in your truth. So yes, yes, I just knew it was what I had to do. That's awesome. And it just fit because it was the right thing to do, I believe. Right. And I, and I believe that we attract 
the people who are supposed to be aligned with us. And I, I know that your intuitive style shows up in your work. And how is that process being a psychic medium and working in an industry where time is of the essence when you're hot, you're hot, like all of these like factors of going against the natural order of things or the aligned order of things. How do you infuse your intuitive style doing the work and being successful for your clients? I love that question because it's not what it sounds like that you know, there's still clients of mine that don't pay attention to certain details about me that don't even know I'm a psychic medium, even though it's totally out there. So when they, sometimes they'll just learn that in a conversation we're like chatting and I'm like, oh, by the way, you know, I'm, I'm a psychic and you know, it'll come up and they'll be like, what? And then people tend to have this preconception of like, so you know, everything that's going to happen in my career, or, you know, exactly what we need to do next. And it's like, yeah, no, I wish. <laughs> Not all of it, but I, I got a little, little, I glimpse. have some inklings. That's for sure. You know, Starting from the small side, it's things like knowing from the jump, for the most part, who you should work with and who you shouldn't. So as soon as someone comes up, I know if I need to pass on this, we're not the right vibration. There's that. Sometimes, though, you think you're supposed to work with someone because there's lessons to learn because as a psychic, you don't know everything when you're involved, like you just said, right? So there's that. Then it goes into making intuitive decisions. Like you literally don't have to think about what's right or wrong. People always say like, you work really fast. Yesterday, even a client of mine, I had something, I wrote something that she had written and she was like, how did you do that? You nailed it. That's exactly what I was thinking. What just happened? And my team's on, on copy on the email too. And I literally, she's one of the clients that knows all about my, my style. I said my spirit guys jumped in and I just literally channeled like what this needed to be. And fixed you're also to. a projector and projectors are efficient. And I was invited. So, right. So, <laughs> All just, the things were there. I just wrote what I knew her heart needed to say. The guides, you know, were like, this is what she's trying to say. And so there's moments like that, but it's really not. I really want to be clear on this because having spiritual gifts is so sacred to me. And mm -hmm. I know it comes from such a high vibration and it's, it's a God's gift truly that I never want anything, especially when it comes into business and money and things that could be really dirty, to be honest. I never want to seem like I'm abusing what gifts I have in order to get ahead or to make mm. money off people. I do that, you know, with sessions one-on-one -on -one with people and in the PR world, all the things. So it's really important when I talk about this with anyone to say, I'm not saying I know it all. I'm not saying I can do it all. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying I can get in line with what's best for your highest good. Because that's, okay. that's a prayer I say every single day. Please, God, guide me. Please, spirit guides, show me how to act and show up in not only my highest good, but the, for the highest good of all. And that is beautiful. But how about when you get the clients who are like, no, that's not what I want. Because <laughs> as you know, that the projector insight to be able to see into and then on top of it, because, you know, having the gift of mediumship, the gift of channeling as I do myself and knowing what needs to happen and then having the resistance that never happens. What are you talking about? <laughs> so especially in Hollywood, what? <laughs> Not listen to what I'm saying? Case by case. So it really depends. But 
for the most part, I'm a pretty outspoken person. I'm not afraid to show up in my truth. And that would be very much so my truth, obviously, what I'm being guided and what I know and what needs to happen. And I'll say it. And you know this with what you do every day. You can tell someone all day long till you're blue in the face what the truth is and what spirit's showing you and what spirit's telling you. But I've even heard on your podcast, you say, you know, sometimes you need to filter that the right way, right? Yeah. It's about filtering it in the way that you believe that they will be able to hear it and that it's best for them, right? But you still say what you need to say. And if they don't take that, it's not up to me. This would be my ego, right? It's not up to me to decide that they should have heard it or that they should have agreed. Am I annoyed or whatever I go through as a human? I'll have my human feelings. But when it comes to the spirituality of this and the intersection of me doing PR with my spiritual work, I feel like I said my piece. I told them exactly what the truth is coming from this highest place again. And it is what it is if they don't take my advice. You know, I've seen so many things in people's careers where, oh man, if they had only listened to me. And that's ego. But then I'm always like, oh, but it was from spirit. Is, but right. That's what I was going to say. Like, is it ego, especially in the field of, an article or them being seen like the change in direction for someone's career and the people that you work with, the it's so minute of where it can go. How do you not get frustrated? Because of course people then blame you. They're like, well, Mona didn't do her job. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I t- yeah. yes. Oh boy. Blame, blame, blame all day. The publicist gets blamed more than anybody right. else in Hollywood on the team. I promise you that. I think that the reason I say ego is because I believe that if I let myself get any feelings around it, once I say what I said, that's my ego, right? But at the same time, however, that needs to fall, will the cards will fall how they may. So for example, if I give someone advice that they should be doing something, for example, one client's coming to mind about a year ago, I got a heavy download on a route that they should be taking for their career. And I told them, I said, you know, your guides are coming in. This is what they think you should do. You shouldn't go the route that you've been going. You should go this other route. She didn't listen because she, you know, she's connected too. So again, you know, it's interesting. Who's to say who's right at that point? It's always interesting. But she said, I don't feel like my intuition's telling me that I shouldn't do that. So I'm not going to. And things didn't work out that well. So there's also that version of, you know, you say what you will, they, they go their way because they have their intuitive feelings and who's to say maybe the right. lesson was, you know, the conversation was supposed to come up. So the lesson could be learned for the client, right? There's yeah. always spiritual lessons all day that I, you know, who that's, knows true. that's a cop out for me, but like, you know, it's, it's I mean, that's what I, at this point in my career and going forward with the type of people that I work with and want to work with, I can, I'm only a vessel. I'm going to relay the information I'll give you a choice on how it's relayed. Do you want it raw and uncut? Do you want me soft and sweet? And then you are going to make your own decision. I trust that when people hire me and when they consult with me, that they're doing it in good faith that I am going to be looking out and my guides and my, all of the downloads are going to be looking out for their highest good and that they can trust that. But it's still up to them to make that decision. It absolutely is. And the only thing I can at least in my brain, how I can make sense of it, like I said, though, is if they don't listen to us when they're coming to us for this expertise, right? It's because they needed to learn something from that. 
Mm, I agree. And so with the wellness and spirituality space, as you know, that there's not a lot of people who, you know, look like myself in that space. What are your thoughts about the space initially as you're diving deeper into that and seeing the different things that are happening, especially behind the scenes? What do you see is there and what do you see is changing? Well, what's changing is what you just started this question with by saying people who don't look like you. I have found through doing, you know, conscious public relations in the wellness and spirituality space that there are people of all kinds of backgrounds now. And that didn't used to be at the forefront. And we can say all day that social media is a problem. Everybody's addicted. It's causing all this negativity. But at the same time, I see so much beauty and positivity in social media. And one of the things I'm seeing in my career is that there are beautiful people of all backgrounds, of all colors, of all sexual orientations that are in this space now. And they're able to shine because they have their own platform, which is their own social media space. And so that was something that I've really noticed has been a big change. When I started Conscious Living PR eight years ago, people were like, what? (laughs) What Conscious Living. What is Conscious (laughs) Living, you know? And you're going to do publicity for yogis? Like someone who does yoga needs a publicist? Like, hello. Yes, I need a publicist. Like everybody, right? (laughs) And so it's like, It's so interesting to see kind of for five years, it was really much slower. And, you know, there was a space for it again because it wasn't, you know, we rep nutritionists, trainers, like there was so many different vegan makeup. Like there was a lot of people and products in that space that needed representation in a conscious realm always. But five years went by and then pandemic hit. And that was like crazy, the difference of how, spirituality has really blown up. People think of it very differently. It's no longer just the way that certain people are like, oh, it's a cult. I get so excited. Right, right, right. Stuff is a cult um, or, you know, <laughs> it's devil's work or whatever. Yeah, or the, right. Religion is a hell of a drug. <laughs> like, no, 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 it's not. You know, it's it's that people are awakening. People are connected. Well, we also had time to sit and deal with ourselves in our house for a year. So that opened up a whole bunch of stuff. You were you not you're you're not okay is what happened. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm not okay because you removed a huge part of people's day to day their ritual of phoning things in. So now you had to sit and deal with yourself, and that brought you to a, oh shit, my life is not what I thought it was. The way I'm feeling is not what I thought it was. The trauma that I've been burying is not what I thought it was. And so that's what really happened. Everyone had a spiritual awakening at the same damn time. (laughs) Whether they choose to admit it or not. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. And so I have to say during the pandemic, it was very interesting with work because on the Hollywood side, we went completely dead pretty much. Mm. It went from being crazy busy, bustling, in March of 2020 to April 2020, just trickles of clients that still had to promote something, but they really didn't want to because they wondered if the world was going to end genuinely. Right. And so it was such a trip to see that. On the other hand, at Conscious Living PR, because these were two separate companies prior to the top of the year, by the way, in case anybody's like, what's she talking about? So at Conscious Living PR, 
with the conscious clients, they all got it. They were like, this is the time. Everything's going to, you know, blow up, not in a bad way. Everything's going to blow up. It's going to be huge. We are, you, we are in a mass awakening, you know, the conscious collective is waking up. And so that side of the business was doing well and it's only been growing. So it's exactly what you're saying where people got to think, and it just depends on what kind of person you were and how you reflected and what you wanted to create out of your life. Some people came out of the pandemic and didn't change anything. They went right back into what they were doing because they didn't want to look at that. They don't want to look in the mirror. Oh, and some people, I know. <laughs> I know, you know, and some people were just, I'm still, I'm still looking in the mirror daily going like, okay, girl, don't forget everything you learned. Right. Don't forget everything you learned. Don't forget everything that you've been through. Don't forget everything that you've kind of processed through. And what I want to know then, because of that, how do you approach clients, the relationship that you have? Because what I've noticed since the pandemic and just this awakening collectively, we are being called to do stuff. And I know you talked about, you know, if they're not in alignment with me, then they're not. But what if they are clients and they don't completely understand the ebb and flow of the way that things are working now? Because I'm sure you approach PR very differently as well. I feel like questions like this are so tough because everybody's different. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard for me to generalize an answer like that, because I think when you say that, I think of the clients I'm working with in my mind, you know, and it's a different answer for everyone. And I feel like the best way to answer this would say, I'm just honest with them every day and everything changes. And as it changes, I keep them posted. Communication is everything. And I'm trying to find the commonality between clients for this answer. And so for me, I just communicate the truth every day. A lot of publicists don't believe, not even publicists, a lot of reps in the business, and this goes into the Hollywood side, obviously, as well. Managers, agents, they're very need-to-know basis. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, unless it's positive, don't tell them. Unless it makes them feel good, don't tell them. They're working right now. Don't get in their headspace, which is really tough because I understand where that comes from. And it comes right. from a good place. Being raw and real as I am, I'm not a sugar coder. I don't, I genuinely don't even know if I know how to be a sugar coder. So, you know, being someone like that, I always have to find a way to be as gentle as possible with the truth. Mm. And for me, I found that the best way to do that, and sometimes it doesn't work for everyone, but it's who I am, is I just give you the truth on the daily. If you ask me a question, I'm going to tell you exactly where mm. it's at. I never know what's coming necessarily. You know, I have the feelings like, oh, this isn't going to be good. They should go on a break. I tell clients to go on a break sometimes. And they're like, wait, what? You're actually telling me not to pay you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm telling you not to pay me. This is not in your highest good. But, you know, I'm not trying to dance around from like a really direct answer for this because it's a complicated answer. But the best I can do is just communicate every single day Anytime I'm approached with a question from a client, you know, if something's not going well, I'm going to tell you, you know what, this isn't going well, but this is what I've seen before. And this is what I think we should do. Something that you're trained to do, especially on the Hollywood side, because stakes are high, is you never want to tell a client you have a problem without having a solution. Mm. And so if they have something that they want and you're not getting it, you don't just say, sorry, I can't do that. It's not happening. You say, sorry, we're not getting the feedback we want for the goals that we have, whatever that situation may be, but this is what I'm doing instead. Right. And if that's not good enough for someone, then I don't know what to tell you again, you know? Right, right. 
because I'm not sure your exact age, but I know that you probably have old school PR training, as I like to say, plus <laughs> you I'm in have, the middle. <laughs> right. Plus you have, well, anybody born between 79 and 86, 79, baby. Right. There's a cusp there. You come from yeah. an era of there's gatekeepers and now there's not. So <laughs> when it comes to PR in this space of social media, where people, I sometimes I look at people, I'm like, you need a publicist and a crisis manager so bad. I don't know why they let you have your phone. (laughs) And so how do you do, how is the business change with that? Because you come from a school of there's a proper way to do stuff. We do things certain. There's almost like a veil there of the celebrity, of the public figure. And then now everyone has dibs to them, but then you still have to manage the perception the brand, all of that, when one tweet, one Instagram thing, one TikTok can ruin all of your hard work. The scariest part about that, before I go into the answer to, is that that tweet could be from someone else talking about your client. Oh, and that itself, I wish I could tell you who I'm thinking of right now because boy, have I had a massive, massive drama going on this week. But <laughs> One other celebrity talking about your celebrity in some way can create all. I know who you're talking about, and it's a hot. (laughs) It's it's been a hot mess these last two days. Oh boy, I'm not going to listen to your music anymore, Missy. So here's the thing: it's social media is the answer here, and you got to it at the end. Where the difference between publicists, old school publicists, and new school publicists are that, first of all, the really new publicists, they don't even know what it's like working before social media. I was in the middle where I was trying to convince my clients to get a Twitter. Mm. (laughs) And they were like, a what? I remember the days where I had to beg my client to do an online feature because they didn't understand why it's not in a magazine on paper. Like, this is where I'm coming from. And I'm not yeah. I've been doing this for 18 years, but like, that's not that long. I mean, maybe right. it's, like, well, it's not that gonna... long. But yeah. So... I've seen a really interesting progression of publicity where when I first started, these things that we call press kits, which is basically like a compilation. Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's listening, it's like a compilation of all the press that you've ever done. All the press. As your sales release. Right. Yeah. Those used to be in a folder. folder. (laughs) And when I started, I was actually one of the first not to like, you know, brag, but I was like, why are we doing this on paper? Why don't we save a tree? Why don't we make it look cooler? Because, hey, guys, there's things called like digital. Right. <laughs> you know, like there's, um, oh, my God, why can't I remember what it's called? And I'm teasing, but it, it exists. Probably um, Photoshop. Thank you so much. It's Photoshop. Photoshop. Yes. I cannot remember <laughs> that for my life right now. So I'm like, hello, guys, there's Photoshop. Let's do things digitally. So I started to make press kits digitally. I, I was one of the first to put a celebrity on a digital magazine cover that used to have models doing it because celebrities wouldn't do it. And I said, guys, this is the wave of the future. Follow me, you know. And so I've been really at that forefront of like really pushing people forward because that could be a spiritual thing. I was getting downloads. That was the right way to go. Mm. That, that was, you know, this is what we should be doing. This is what's right for the client. So that's been a really interesting journey, just kind of looking back from that point. But over the past maybe five years, first of all, there's clients that don't even want social media. And that's always an interesting ride. What? Yeah. I have one client right now. He's got a huge project coming out and he, he just won't do it. 
and he's very old school. You know, he's just like, I don't need people to know about my personal life. I don't want that added to the things I have to worry about. I don't want the drama. And after the week I've had, I can, right. I, I, I can imagine that not yes. wanting to happen. But then what is the alternative, especially with where we are going now and in the future? There is no alternative. <laughs> You're like, there, there is none. There isn't. You either are on social media or you're not. However, the in-between would be, are you willing to have a social media account where you have perhaps your team run it? I don't remember if this is still the case, but I remember Carrie Washington had in an Instagram. And the last time I had looked at it, it said like run by her team. And oh, so okay. I haven't had to do that in a minute, but um, I've had a couple of people who who I represented that um, also had their team do it. That's kind of the middle ground where it's like, you're not putting yourself out there. You're not putting your voice out there. It's work only. And there's that option. Or you just, again, you just don't have it and you don't do it. And the issue with that, as I'm sure you're thinking, is lost opportunity. Right. More opportunity for the connection points. Because now we ha- we do have access and we do want to be invested And of course, I I feel that reality TV has made us want to be invested in the behind the scenes life. So that transition, I could see from someone who's been in the industry for a long time, how this like, why do they want to know what my dog's eating? And it's just like, because people want to know what your dog's eating, because it makes us feel like we know you. Because I remember being younger and everything was such an illusion like you said, the press kits, you didn't really know that someone was a horrible person. <laughs> you know, I, I, I used to do a lot of background acting when I was in high school. And there was one celebrity who was a horrible person. She was so nasty and rude. But her co-star was phenomenal. <laughs> um, and it was just like, I, I just didn't expect that. You know, and so it was... That's what we were dealing with back then, you know, like just having this veil of we don't know. So now it's like, oh, I, I know what this person's like because they said it on a podcast or I saw an interview with them or the way that they tweet. There's a lot more personal interaction. And I could see how someone who's been in the industry is like, oh, no, I don't I don't need to cross that line. But at the same time, that's making me more invested. The opposite of thinking with that is that some actors, and by actors, I mean actresses and actors, you know, they don't want anyone to know what they're like at all because it takes the mystery of their character out of it, out of play, Absolutely. right? And so if you are seeing, you're following them all the time on social, you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a wacky, silly person. You love them for it. But then the next time they're playing, you know, a really serious, hardcore role, this actor would potentially be concerned that you're not going to be able to fall into that character and and believe it. And so that I disagree too because first of all, I know all my clients and I watch their projects and they're great actors so I believe the character. So, you know. Right. But I I do understand the concern there and that is old school thinking. A publicist who was doing this 5 10 years before me would absolutely agree with that client and right. say Yes. I mean, like you said, gatekeeper PR. I mean, it was all about no one sees who this person is. No one sees anything about this person unless we have crafted 
that image for them to read in that magazine and told that person exactly what to say. I represent a client who had a huge, huge career starting in the eighties. And she, she's always got such interesting things that she tells me because she'll say, oh, well, my, my old publicist, like she, it's, it's so funny. Like she still thinks about like the things that were different then my old publicist never would have let me do that. Never would have had me say that because that's too real. Yeah. And you couldn't. Like, wow. Yes. There was a persona there. I knew friends who like interned at like Lizzie Grubman's office and <laughs> I heard stories. I was like, damn, like, and just all sorts of things. And so it was a persona. There were these, I guess you can say industry fueled images that now you do have an option. But I think of course the latter of being yourself is beneficial to those. But another question I wanted to ask you, because many people, you know, you have the Instagram PR person who gets PR and marketing very, very confused. (laughs) And this is coming from someone who has an MBA in marketing. (laughs) Tell people what the difference is, just because it's, I think it's really important to know. I get asked that all the time when people are taking a meeting with us for PR, they always say, and what about social media? Is that included? And we're like, no, it's not. That's the same not PR. Thing. Exactly. It's not at all PR. Do they bleed in together? Absolutely. The Correct. tough part about PR is that it's a gray area that bleeds into everything. So mm-hmm. if you don't have the right boundaries, first of all, as a publicist, you could end up doing all kinds of odd jobs because someone's yep. like, well, that's your job. And you're like, no, it's not. So, you know, like a stylist, people have a stylist. Your publicist doesn't dress you, you know, like there's right. things like that even. Why couldn't you get me into the club, Mona? What's going on? <laughs> they definitely put that on right. you. That one's, that one's definitely a very, very dicey gray area, let me tell you. Um, and sometimes we do work to get them in right. the club. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad clubs aren't as hot as they used to be. <laughs> so, you know, social media is like you said, marketing. It's about putting something forward in order to gain awareness for usually to sell a product. And that's mm-hmm. where it's a little confusing because people will be like, well, it's social media for me, social media for me. It's for my persona. It's not a product. And it's like, no, you're a product. Right. You're and a product. So, <laughs> We do have a social media rep at the company, but it's a completely different department. It's a totally different thing. And where it intersects and and guide me with any questions you want me to go more specifically into, because I'm I'm generalizing again, but where it intersects is, yes, I will look at a client's social media. And if they're doing anything that is off brand air quotes, you know, or saying something that's bad for their, like we kind of talked about already, bad for their PR, (laughs) we will step in and say, can you delete that? Or can you reword that? Or you know what? Don't engage if someone's maybe. Right. Cause now you have to worry on. about the after effect yes. of the PR part of it, of someone in their marketing strategies. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's, that's where we come in, but we are not the ones that craft what you say. We are not the ones that take the photos for you. We are not like all of that is marketing. All of that is completely different and it is really a fine line. So I actually understand why people get confused because they think like, I tell people, I used to say, 
your biggest project is, and this was with actors, but you know, if it's an author, I would say your book, your biggest moment for PR, like the reason your own PR exists is because of that. Right. Right. And so that itself is its own PR is what I'm trying to say. Meaning when you're watching someone on television for better or worse, depending on if unfortunately they're playing a, a character you don't like, but if, you know, they're playing somebody that someone's engaged in and they like, that's their first step of PR, the project, or you're reading right. the book you're reading the book and you like the author now because that's the first step into PR. It's that acknowledgement of who someone is, right? Right. Then now we have the whole layer of social media that comes well before any publicity, which is the media itself, right? And so that has become so complicated because if people don't like what someone is saying on their social media or if they're not posting enough or if they're posting things that don't look right or it's messy, all the different things, right? That in itself affects how our job is going to be done. And so again, the lines get blurred because it's affecting your PR then, but it's not what we do for you. You usually, most people do their own, even high level celebrities I know do a lot of their own right. uh, social media, but some of them do hire, like again, our company provides it too. They hire a social media rep to do it for them. It's so important to make sure that if you hire someone to do it for you, that you have someone who gets your voice and it's authentic because yeah. like we've been talking about, you do not want someone who is super excited to look you up, start following you. And then they look at your page and they're like, "Ugh, this right. is what, you know, this is what the photo is, or this is what they're saying. And the danger these days is it's really difficult. And this really started in 2022 where it's really difficult to stay neutral and especially because there's so many things in this world now that we all have opinions on. Yes. And in 2020, it was so hard for people to stay neutral because you were almost forced to have to, to stay where you stand side. on something. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that was its own adventure as a publicist with social media. I'm sure. And so with that being said, a lot of spiritual practitioners listen to this podcast, a lot of founders, CEOs, people listen to this podcast, what do you want people to think about in order to level up from an intuitive perspective personally so we can survive this shift? The best advice I could give is just blanket advice for everybody. Just remember to slow down and give yourself that quiet time and go within and listen to what it is when everything's quiet what it is that you are hearing within yourself. Because there is so much noise right now, more than ever, coming from a point where we actually had the noise quieted more than ever. So that's a really crazy difference. Mm. And I think so many people, myself included, are getting lost back into this rat race because life just got real fast, real quick. Mm -hmm. And it's very important for us to come back to ourselves because when we come back to ourselves, that's how we are connecting to our highest self. And then we're back into knowing what the heck we need to be doing again. I love that. I want to thank you so much for being on my podcast. This thank is a great you. conversation. I will put all of your information in the show notes and where people can find you. And I want to thank you all for tuning into another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? Make sure you all have a great day filled with good vibes and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? 
This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.